Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. You know, Exploring Missions is trying to get people to understand that they're on mission for God. And part of being on mission for God is lifting our brothers and sisters in Christ up. I can't help but remember about Paul on his missionary journeys, how he would say when we've been praying for you, especially the church at Philippi, uh, he said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. That's that's pretty good when you do that. But we got brothers and sisters all over the world that uh, we need to lift up in prayer, and that's what we've been doing last week and this week, just feeling the Lord leading in this. And Nathan, um, you've worked with several of the people from some of these uh, countries that we've prayed for, and uh, they suffered, and they were in refugee camps, and they made their way to America, and some of them were Christians, and some of them were not, and how you worked with them trying to get them to come to Christ. But there's suffer- believers all over that are suffering for their stand and their love for Christ, aren't they? Yeah, we, we uh, should never forget that. No matter uh, where we are, um, what we're doing at that given moment, there's probably a brother or sister in Christ somewhere in the world who is who is uh, experiencing persecution simply for their um, faithfulness to Jesus and their um, belief in Him and their in their life and their practice of following Jesus. Uh, many brothers and sisters right now are uh, suffering uh, because of that, and you know we've. Uh, I guess between uh, uh, the last episode and this episode, we're going to talk about and uh, you know hopefully pray for uh, probably eight different countries. Uh, one stat uh, that I recently read it said that one out of every eight followers of Jesus is living in a place of of high persecution toward Christians. So we need to remember we we. You know, our Lord Jesus is a, he's the Lord of all, and we are a part of a global church, and the body uh, is suffering uh, because of persecution. Those of us who are really don't know what that feels like firsthand, we can learn from our brothers and sisters that have been going through persecution, that are going through it, and we can stand with them in prayer and support for them, and that's what we're here to do today. It sure is, and we've got some people here that are work, work here with me, and they they work at AFA, AFR, and we're part of a family that that really wants to carry out part of the you know our purpose at at here, our purpose statement, our mission statement, and the last part of it it is aid the church in carrying out the Great Commission at home and abroad in foreign countries, and part of that is praying for them. So we've got Jody Brown. Jody, welcome. Thank you, Bert. Glad to be here. Okay. Lene Patrick, thank you for being here. Thank you. And if that last name sounds familiar, it's Devin Patrick's lot better half. 
and uh, Devin's our producer, and uh, but I sure appreciate these two people. They have a heart for mission. Matter of fact, that's where they met on their way uh, to serve the Lord, and uh, that's it's a great story. I love it, and I appreciate them so much. And the other one is Matthew White, a pastor, pastor friend, <laughs> someone he writes for the journal, just a great guy, has a heart for the Lord and a heart for the gospel of Jesus Christ here and around the world. So each one of those are going to be praying for our country. And so we're going to take them in order. The first one that we're praying for is North Korea. Nathan, we talk about North Korea. It is a closed community by by and large, isn't it? It is. There's a lot that's unknown about North Korea as far as details and specifics because it is so isolated and closed. But from what we have learned, we know it is... uh, it might be the hardest place on earth to be a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it's continually listed number one um, on um, the world watch list as far as uh, number one in persecution toward Christians. And so we know there are thousands and thousands of our fellow brother and sisters in Christ that are in prison right now in North Korea. And many of them are families. I mean, they don't just take one. They'll take the whole thing. They train their children to spy. They call them informants, to be informants. If they find anyone in that family, they're training those young children to turn them over to the government. The Bible, no, you better not have the Bible or any portion of the Bible uh, in your hands. So the last time I heard, I checked it recently, 30,000 believers that are in prison or in or in camps, encampments, and it's horrible how they're treated. And praying for them today is Jody Brown. And Jody, if you if that sounds familiar, onenewsnow.com, and uh, he's over there writing. But uh, I don't only like to – we got two writers in here today. I'm telling you what, I'm outnumbered with writers, and uh, I'm, I'm not. But, Jody, uh, I know I ask you to be praying for North Korea. I knew you had a heart for missions, but did you find anything about North Korea that really got to your heart and made you desire to pray for them? Absolutely. In fact, uh, I don't pretend to be an expert on North North Korea. Um, There are so many good organizations that are working with the believers over there, working on their behalf. And anybody, and not just the folks around this table here, but anybody can go on to the Voice of the Martyrs or Open Doors USA and do research on these countries. So... I'm not an expert, but what I did come across was just um, heartbreaking. Even that's not a strong enough description because this is a society, as you mentioned, Bert, where families, uh, oftentimes even husbands and wives, over a long period of years, even they don't know that their spouse is a Christian. So they may go a long time without knowing that uh, their spouse is a, is a follower of Jesus Christ uh, because it's kept so secret. As you mentioned, and you mentioned the, the even the children are, are encouraged to report to their teachers if they see anything about Christian faith in their houses. And, and you know, uh, children, second, third grade, they'll tell you anything. Uh, Matthew, you, you have children and there's no filter. And so I can imagine that the, the, even the family environment is affected by this secrecy of, and it's called what it's called uh, Nathan the, the Hermit Kingdom, I believe. There's so little is known about North Korea, except for what we're finding out from these organizations that work with them. So this issue of the the, the uh, secrecy within the family just really touched my heart. That even in your own family, sharing your faith is is 
it's more than frowned upon. It's not, it's prohibited by the government. Yeah, it's horrible. Well, we've asked you to pray for them, uh, Jody, and I appreciate you being a man of God. Would you mind praying for those, our fellow brothers and sisters, and call them that? You know, we, we call it the Christians, but our brothers and sisters that's in North Korea, would you pray for them right It's now? an honor to do so. Heavenly Father, uh, we do pray for our Christian brothers and sisters in North Korea, in this country that is uh, shut off in many ways from the rest of the world. For those uh, secret believers, Father, we pray that you will continue to strengthen them, that you will provide for their needs, and you will keep them safe. For those tens of thousands that are in prison for their faith, Father, that you would give them comfort and strength, and that even in prison that they would know your presence and your love. Father, we pray that despite the risks these North Korean believers, our brothers and sisters, that they will do whatever they can humanly do to shine as lights in, the, in this darkest place on earth. And Father, I also want to pray for the ministries that I just mentioned, the open doors, Voice of the Martyrs, that are reaching out to believers through secret networks often, that you will bless their efforts, that you will give them wisdom in their decision-making as they provide vital aid and fellowship to our North Korean brothers and sisters, uh, many of whom are are able to make it to Chinese safe houses, but even there, Father, they are still subjected to being uh, hunted down by secret police and returned to North Korea to face punishment. Father, we have no concept of the oppressive persecution that our North Korean brothers and sisters are facing daily. Father, those of us in the Western world, I also pray for us that we would continue to be sensitive and teachable about the dilemma of our brothers and sisters in North Korea when they're simply trying to be obedient to your call on their lives. Father, they are subjected to unheard of atrocities. Father, help us not to forget to keep them in our prayers and to lift up these ministries that are there on on the ground, uh, trying to, to reach out to them and give them the support they need oftentimes giving them food and aid. So, Father, we are grateful for that calling on people's lives to reach out to those in North Korea that are just oppressed uh, to the point that we really cannot understand. But, Father, we, we need to do more than just sympathize with them. We need to, to, to lift them up, pray your mercy, your grace, your favor on their lives and on our families. In Jesus' name, I do pray that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jody. This is Exploring Missions, Bert and Alex. Bert and Nathan with you. I do Exploring uh, the Words so much, I get them mixed up every once in a while. It's Nathan and Bert, and we're praying for countries that are under severe persecution. We're asking you to pray with us. I pray you'd write their names down, if you can, these countries, and start praying for them. Nathan, the next country that we're talking about is Pakistan. It is neighbor to India. Uh, a lot of similarities in some ways, and uh, the persecution there I, I, I was reading about it seems like it's picked up recently. I don't know all the reasons why. Have you heard that? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I really haven't um, understood all that goes on in Pakistan, but um, it seems to be a little bit similar to how India maybe was before the Modi administration in India. So. Uh, it's maybe more localized, um, but there are, you know, large population of uh, 
um, Muslims in Pakistan, and some of them, you know, are uh, on the extremist side. Um, so, you know, Christians, uh, wherever they go, whatever the, um, I guess you would say the majority belief system in, in that country might be, um, that, you know, they're, they, they become targets for, for, those, uh, for those peoples. And, and it could be governmental in Pakistan, and there's also local kind of grassroots persecution there as well. Combination. Lene, we've asked you to pray for them. And were you moved by the suffering in Pakistan yourself? Well, you know, I was really surprised. I guess I had an image of Pakistan. I, um, When I worked overseas, I knew a Christian from Pakistan. And based upon the stories he told, um, you know, I really had gotten the impression that he was being persecuted by his family as well. He actually fled the country and was living where we were at, studying Bible, and um, he's moved to another country now. Um, but they're, on their laws, Christianity isn't illegal. It's blasphemy against Allah and against the Muslim faith, that is. And so, you know, they said that bold believers will street evangelize because that's On legal. The yeah. I read and that. That blew my mind. That That's incredible. And they said, you know, Christians, they're about 2% of the population. They, they tend to congregate together. And it's one of those situations where it's not illegal, but yet they're looked down upon. So they get the, the tough jobs. They get the ones that nobody else wants. And just by nature of what they believe they're a bit of an outcast within society. And, you know, I just really felt moved to pray that for those believers who are there, that those freedoms would not be constricted by government. I I do believe that it is a lot of localized um, radicals. At least that's what it seemed to me as I read from a different, different sources. And the government does not, uh, Try to keep them from doing mm-hmm. the harm. Uh, they they get their support. That's, that's, yeah. I found that to they're be not, amazing. They're yeah. Yeah. emboldened, if they you are. will. So that's and especially now they we've just entered Ramadan season, mm-hmm. and this is a time when Muslims are seeking truth. They're seeking to grow closer to Allah. They're seeking to grow in their faith. And what a powerful time for believers to be that salt and that light and that boldness that they already have, that they can stand in direct contrast that those who are seeking would hear. Amen. Would you lead us in prayer for Pakistan? Join us, those of you that are listening. We, You don't need to, if you're driving, uh, you might need to just join us as you drive, but we want to bombard heaven for them. Heavenly Father, we come to you on behalf of our brothers and our sisters in Pakistan, those who you have called out, those who have answered the call, who have responded to your spirit moving upon their heart, those who know you and know that there is a real and living God. Lord, we ask that you would strengthen them, Lord, that the freedoms that they have Father, that they would be protected by the local governments, that they would gain favor in unexpected ways. I pray for those who are 
just very forthright in their witness who are street evangelizing and who, though they are maybe fearful of the consequences, their love for you and their desire to please you is so much greater than the fear of man. Lord, in these coming weeks, as we've just entered Ramadan, Lord, and they're surrounded by people who have devoted themselves to fasting, to seeking a false God, desiring to know him more. Lord, I pray that there would be a similar desire within their hearts to seek you, that they would know you all the more, Lord, and that relationship with you, Lord, would strengthen them, would embolden them in new ways. Lord, as they read your word, it would come alive even more that they would be compelled to share it with those around them, be it their family, their acquaintances at work. Lord, I ask that you would even begin to put believers, men and women of faith, in key positions within local governments. Lord, I read a story, and you know the instance of somebody who was put in a position of authority and they did not know, people did not know their faith. Lord, I ask that there would be more people like that who would be, you would place in positions where they could speak to kings, they could speak to government leaders, they could speak to the police chiefs, the those who are in authority, Lord, that there would be inroads, that your word would go forth. And Lord, as your word declares that it does not return void. So we ask, Lord, that every seed that is planted, Lord, it would bear fruit, that your children would be encouraged and they would see growth. They would see fruit, Lord, that the believers who gather in communities and homes and in in even in church buildings, they would be strengthened together. Lord, I ask that your protection would be upon them and the efforts that they have would grow, that they would bear fruit, Lord, and it would multiply and your kingdom would expand in Pakistan. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lene. And she is the director of afastore.net. <laughs> and uh, if you order anything, uh, it goes to Lene, and she does just a great job. She and her those uh, workers with her. Thank you. Our, our next country that we're praying for is in Africa, Nigeria. Nigeria has gotten quite a bit of, of you know, publicity reporting lately because of the people who are there, Nathan, um, kidnapping even children to uh, do damage, hurt, do all. I don't want to go into all that they do, but Nigeria is a country divided north and south. With uh, it's it's amazing when you start looking at Nigeria, Nathan, how it is. The northern part sounded a lot like Sudan, you know, uh, divided yeah. by religion, doesn't it? Yeah, um, the difference I think would be Nigeria is is uh, in in practice and you know on paper uh, a free uh, country as far as religious freedom, um, but the way that is kind of geographically worked out through the years, um, the southern part of Nigeria is predominantly Christian, um, and then the northern part of Nigeria is predominantly Muslim. And it makes sense because you're getting closer if you, as you go north to the Sahara um, and that North African uh, Islamic influence there. But what's what's been and, and for years there's been, you know, some middle ground and 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 real, relative peace for for many many years uh, with those you know communities like that. But 
Uh, recently, there's been really a, outside groups, uh, Boko Haram. Uh, you've probably we've probably heard of them. Uh, extreme uh, radical um, Muslim terrorists and groups coming in, invading basically, and causing so much chaos and havoc uh, along the northern borders and coming into villages and uh, just killing and and you know we could make a list of things that they've been doing on and on uh, but that's kind of basically how it's how it's been happening for the last few years and so we want to pray for them uh, it's it's amazing in the southern part which is predominantly christian with some muslims there you don't hear the persecution tells you who is the gospel of peace and uh, Matthew Wright, who is a pastor and writes for the journal, uh, I've asked him to pray for Nigeria. Uh, Matthew, and looking at that, uh, these are our brothers and sisters in Christ, and it just draws us to pray for them when we start looking at it closer, doesn't it? It does, and <clears throat> I think it also, um, or at least it should, show us how privileged and how blessed we are here um oftentimes and I was talking to you about this earlier we 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 think we're persecuted but when we look at these other countries and what they're facing what Christians um do to be faithful to God we really understand what persecution is and I've noticed a um a common theme here um with Jody and Lene uh, our enemy he uses the same tactics over and over and over and um, it's the government, it's family members, it's the people. Um, you know, our enemy just uses the same tricks over and over, and Nigeria is no different. Um, whether it's Boko Haram um, or the militant Fulani herdsmen um, or even the government, um, uh, he's trying his best to stamp out Christianity. Um, he's doing it, doing it there, and which should be a warning to us as we look at our government today. Um, that as Christians we better awaken to what's going on. We're praying for them, and if they if they take that right away, uh, you know we can't do it on the radio. We can always do it privately, but sure. we're going to keep on doing it until. Amen. And so Matthew, lead us in prayer for our brothers. Okay, and sisters let's pray for in Nigeria. our Let's pray for our brothers and sisters there in Nigeria. Father, we um, we can't imagine uh, the the things that our brothers and sisters there in Nigeria. Uh, in other parts of the world as well, uh, the things that they endure, uh, God, the sacrifices that they make uh, to serve you. Um, so I pray now for uh, just for the comfort of survivors. Um, it's been mentioned, the attacks that they face. Um, they've so, so many of them have lost uh, quite a bit. Some of them, in fact, have lost everything, their farms, their homes, their families, their livelihoods, they've, they've lost it all. And so for those who've uh, survived those uh, atrocities, God, we just pray for comfort for them. Uh, I pray, Lord, that they would feel your presence with them and that they, they would just know that, um, that you're there with them in spite of all the losses that they've faced. And also for those who've survived, um, not only do they have to... Um, live in knowing all that they've lost, but they also live with the uh, just the, the painful trauma and, and the scars from the things that they've seen and, um, and what many of them have 
endured, uh, the awful uh, persecution that some of the women and the children have to go through and um, things just unheard of. Lord, we just we just pray for their uh, for their their comfort, uh, for their uh, for the government. Lord, um, I just pray that their government would, um, though they clearly desire complete uh, Muslim control and Sharia law, I, I pray that their hearts would be softened. Um, and that they would see uh, the humanity of all people, whether they agree with their religion or not. And I pray that they would take actions to um, to protect them from all that they face and uh, the, the actions of these terrorist groups. Um, and for the Christians who are there, Lord, as they look around and they see what's going on, I, I pray for their faith just to be strengthened, even in the face of, uh, of adversity. Um, God, they know what's on the line. They know what it may cost them uh, to truly follow you. Uh, they understand. Uh, they they face the reality. They know what it means to be a follower of Christ, and, and they know all too well what Jesus said when he um, said, if any man would uh, follow me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. They They understand that even better than we do so many times. And so I just pray for them, God. I pray for their... Uh, protection. I'm reminded of what the psalmist said in Psalm 91 when he uh, said that whoever dwells in the secret place of the Most High, that he shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Uh, God, that uh, we know that you're an ever-present help to us, that uh, you're our refuge, our fortress. We can trust in you, and we, we thank you and praise you for that. And I pray uh, that comfort and peace and that reminder for those uh, brothers and sisters there. In Nigeria, Lord, I pray that they'd be reminded that you are their shield, you're their buckler, you are their strength, God, and I, I pray that they would just um, look to you in the midst of everything that they face, Father, and I just pray your protection, your peace, and your comfort upon them, and I pray that your people would continue to uh, remember uh, those in Nigeria and, and everywhere else in the world, Lord, those who are facing intense persecution, and that we would just continue to come beside them, lift them up in prayer and in support. Lord, we pray these things in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Matthew. Nathan, tell us about the fourth country we're praying for today. Yeah, we want to pray for the country of Eritrea. It's also in Africa. It's on Nigeria's in the west. Eritrea is in the east, uh, basically at the Horn of Africa next to Ethiopia and the Red Sea. And Eritrea... It's a very small country, but it's uh, kind of known as the North Korea of Africa. There's not a lot uh, that that is known about, um, you know, the the system of persecution there against uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, there, there's a network of secret prisons, um, and it's very common for for Christians to be um, captured and taken away and never seen again, or uh, for people not to know where they are. So. Um, let's pray for Eritrea very quickly. Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Eritrea. We know that you know each of them by name and that you called them to yourself. And I pray, Lord, that you will not only uh, give them comfort uh, and, and strength over their fear, uh, but that you will give them boldness as they go out and proclaim the good news and, and teach and preach your word. I pray that your word would not return void, but there would be a great harvest of brothers and sisters of more and more uh, worshipers of Jesus in Eritrea. And we pl- pray that this system of 
unjust, uh, this prison system would be uh, demolished and taken down. And I pray that your people will be standing on your word and go out in boldness. In Jesus' name we pray.